um, visual communication has always been part of um, my life. It's been a passion of mine since um, since child, actually. Um, um, however long I remember, I've always been drawing. I've always been um, really paying attention to how things look and how things are laid out. Um, but coming from an immigrant um, family, so my parents were not really um, aware of what this kind of passion could lead to in terms of career. Yeah. So um, I've been pushed to go into um, more stable <laughs> career. Yeah. Um, so and they dreamt of having a child that was a lawyer, and they did. They did have one that became um, a lawyer, and um, and then yeah, from there, um, it's been a lot of um, twirly woolly in my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. ended up in Australia, and now um, studying graphic design. Hello, and welcome to the Brand My Career podcast. I'm your host, Alex Cutterford. And I'm so glad you're joining me today. My goal is to help you take ownership of your career, find your people through personal branding and networking, and take career-enhancing action. Managing your life and career can be hard. That's why every fortnight I'll be releasing an episode where I interview a diverse range of guests that will help you find clarity and build confidence in your career. Let's get into it. Well, welcome back to another episode of Brand My Career, uh, and I'm joined today by Yasmina Elm-Rabbit. Uh, thanks so much for joining me. Hi, Alex. I'm really, really pleased to be here, and I can't wait for this episode. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So I was really keen to get you on. So Yaz is a student at University of Newcastle, so I was keen for you this to sort of share a bit about the degree that you're currently studying. Um, and maybe to share a bit about what you're sort of learning through that course? Yeah, sure. Um, so I am in a Bachelor of Visual Communication and I am majoring in Graphic Design. Um, I started um, in 2022, so I'm halfway through this um, degree. Uh, prior to that, I actually studied in France as well, so I have another degree from friends. This yeah, right. is my second role at university, yeah. but I'm loving it. Um, yeah, awesome. yeah. What, and what so degree I'm, were you doing in France? Oh, I have a um, master's degree in law. Yeah, right. Um, so this is, yeah, this is um, uh, another chapter of my life and uh, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. This is why I love interviewing people because you just discover all these new things about people and their career journey and, and their studying journey and stuff. And so obviously you've you've got that background in law and now you've sort of moved into this graphic design space. What was it that drew you to sort of make that, that switch? So um, visual communication has always been part of um, my life. It's been a passion of mine since... Um, since child, actually, um, um, however long I remember, I've always been drawing, I've always been um, really paying attention to how things look and how things are laid out. Um, but coming from an immigrant um, family, so my parents were not really um, aware of what 
this kind of passion could lead to in terms of career. Yeah. So um, I've been pushed to go into um, more stable <laughs> career. Yeah. Um, so and they dreamt of having a child that was a lawyer, and they did. They did have one that became um, a lawyer, and um, and then yeah, from there, um, it's been a lot of um, twirly woolly in my life, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. ended up in Australia and now um, studying graphic design. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. There's yeah. obviously um, a lot of different storylines that could branch off of from that bit but um I guess honing in a bit on that that idea of um how family and friends might perceive a like a creative industry career how how have you found that how are you sort of navigating that um as you're sort of going through your studies and stuff and I guess for yourself trying to think about career decisions well, Alex, it's really interesting because I'm both discovering the creative industries and how it works in a way, because there's not there's no one way, and I guess it's for all industries. There's no one way of how it works. You just get in there and try to figure it out. Yeah. And and at the same time, there's this double learning that um, I'm trying to figure out how Australians behave because. <laughs> I'm an immigrant too, and so yeah. there's a lot of this um, the the Australian Australian way of socializing that I don't have in me yet, and I'm still learning actively. Yeah. Um, so it, it's really interesting how I navigate it. Um, I'm trying to um, network a lot, and I'm trying to learn and research on my own a lot about um, these industries because it's very it's not um it's not an industry that's in your face in in design we say that good design is invisible and so are the people yeah um so they don't really <clears throat> scream out i've made this i've made that yeah. they usually um um hide behind what they've made mm -hmm. and it's it's really difficult from an outsider for an outsider it's really difficult to reach out but I'm getting there through the support of the academics at the university that we have here and also through internships and going to events and yeah, yeah. doing things yeah, like awesome. that. Yeah, no, you're um I think you're doing a good job of that. And it is interesting the whole good design is did you say good design is invisible design? Like, for example, yeah, it's a saying that you see and it's there and you connect to it, but you don't think about the fact that someone sat down and designed that, right? Like even who who designed the swoosh for Nike? Like yeah, <laughs> someone's exactly. done that, but it, now it's this big massive thing that someone sat down and did that, that yeah. they've done it so well, but I wouldn't know who's actually the person behind that. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I might go Google that after this. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes, no, so that's that's um, that's really cool. Um, and so you've sort of talked about that. And is it something that you've, have you been sort of learning much about that within your course, like the industry side um, of design? Um, so it's been, um, how to say, it's been touched and it's like we're encouraged to go to events and we're encouraged to network especially 
um, in a place like Newcastle, uh, which is rather relatively small, actually. Yeah. And so um, uh, creative agencies and studios, they usually know each other, um, as well as the university staff. They, they all know each other. They've worked with each other at some point. And so we're very much encouraged to um, uh, take advantage of this networking. Yeah. But as students, it is really hard to position us um, because one, when you network, you um, it, I'll, I'll ask you questions about that later. Yeah. But like when yeah. you network as a student, um, it's really hard to know what you can bring to the table for the mm -hmm. others because networking is an exchange of things. And, and as students, we always feel like we're, because we're still learning, we're a kind of burden. And yeah. so networking is a bit harder for us because we're not sure what we can bring to the table. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'll, um, yeah, we'll dive in. So Yaz is going to flip it on me um, for the <laughs> second half of this interview and, and ask me some questions. And um, I'm really looking forward to that part. Um, yeah, and obviously it's a big journey. How are you feeling overall about the prospect of finishing your study and sort of moving into employment? Like, are you hoping to get a full-time job after you finish studying? I hope so. I am not sure it will happen straight away. Um, I think I'm um, I'm prepared for that. Um, I mean, as in, I won't be disappointed. I know it might happen that. I want to get a full-time job um, straight after this. Um, I'm a bit nervous about graduating because I really like I really like university. It's just yeah. like a tiny little community. Um, you get to you get to know a lot of people, and then you part ways, and you never know if you're going to meet those persons again. Yeah. Um, like I'm I'm not going to cut ties or anything, yeah. but um, uh, at some point, I guess you have to, um, yeah, fly with your own wings, and um, it means that you have to disconnect a little bit from people, even though you're good friends or even though you um, connected with staff. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm both nervous and excited. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. mixed feelings. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a big journey, and obviously you invest so much when you go into you know a big bachelor degree, and you're you're all in that space, but. I guess that probably feeds back into some of your questions around like networking and networks and stuff like the the students that you're working alongside, the teachers that are teaching you are all part of your network now. And, you know, that's a relationship with them that you can, you know, upkeep. It might not look the same because obviously you might move to different places and you're not going to be in the same classroom as each other each day. But they're still people that you've built relationships with that maybe you know, in the future, they might go off and get a job and then, you know, in the future, there might be opportunities that you connect with them and they might, you know, bring you into a company that they're working with or you might do vice versa or you might go back and chat with a former lecturer about something that you're working on in your job and say, hey, like, I'm trying to work on this. Like, can you give me some advice? Mm -hmm. Like, So they're all people that are already in your network and, um from the from what I've met of you, I'm sure you've um, left a good impression on them as well. So, um, oh, yeah. So I'm sure that you're building a network already through this course and this study that will help you, you know, as you go through that career journey as post university and stuff. So, um, yeah, it is nervous though. It is nerve wracking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, 
it is, but at the same time, I feel well supported um, at the universe. Well, where I am, I feel yeah. very well supported. Yeah, yeah awesome. Um, and so I know through what I've sort of seen of you know what you've put online and stuff, like you have this interest in connecting sort of design with um, sort of social justice and stuff. Does part of that come from your law background and or sort of is that connected to that element as well? Um, yeah, I guess it's um, uh, kind of intertwined with my law background but also my values in life in general. Yeah. Um, I had been looking into... Um, doing an education um, degree at some point um, mm -hmm. in my life, um, but I was more drawn to visual communication. But yes, um, so um, this value of social justice right now, how am I, um, how I'm applying it, it's um, through um, community binding. Um, uh, we started um, a club uh, at the university where um, my idea was to um, have a community that supports each other in the unknown <laughs> because yeah. we um, we don't have a very clear um, vision of what's awaiting us after this degree mm. and um, yeah the idea is to be stronger together um, to support each other and to exchange, share tips uh, on how we cope, um, uh, if it's academically or professionally, if we see any uh, professional um, opportunities that might interest um, each other. So at the moment, this is how I apply those values. And I hope it extends to more resources for others once I kind of know where I'm going. Yeah. Um, and yeah, help others as well. Yeah, I, I think that's a fantastic... Um uh, approach and I think it's a really good way of yeah if you're feeling lost or nervous or unsure then you're probably not alone in that as well right and so you're taking that initiative to to sort of bring together other people that might be in the same position and and support and what, learn from each other I think is is this yeah a fantastic um, approach and and again is feeding into building that network and and um and it's establishing for you, like people then know that you're someone that they can they can come to and they can, um, you know, gain that support from. And it this sort of continues to allow people to know who you are and and things like that. And then obviously feeds into professional collaborations with the ways that you guys can, um, yeah, work together on on opportunities and design and stuff. I guess um, so. Digging into the design side of things. Um, specifically um, what what are some of the things that you're learning about design and what is it that makes good design oh um, so I, actually a lot of the things that I'm learning are outside the the class setting um, actually a lot of the things that I'm learning are um, uh, yeah, more about myself actually, mm. um, yeah. and um, and how I can how I can make my designs meaningful. Now, design. Mm. I mean, it it sounds like design always has to be meaningful, but it it can just be pretty. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Um, yeah. You do whatever you want with your design, but 
I feel like um, what I'm learning the most right now is how to be inspired by other designers, mm -hmm. um, how to um, understand uh, my community and how to translate um, translate our ideas and our inspiration so they can serve um, the people that are outside the design community, if that makes any sense. So yeah. um, how to um, how to sharpen my skills so I can go to um, a potential client and tell them here is how I can help you mm. and this is what it means mm. in another way than um, um, design uh, words. Um, and um, and this comes from um, being, I think, being um, uh, being emerged um, in the community. You really have to be connected, and you really have to be um, listening carefully. This is one thing that I'm, you know, trying to work on as well. Like being a good listener, I think yeah. that makes um, a good designer as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, a good communicator, and and this is something that's really hard because as creative, we're um, often working on our own and often we are just just alone in front of our computer, working with our own mind, and we're not communicating what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is well, I've realized this is one of the uh, one of the most common uh, roadblocks. It's it's not to be able to talk about what you're doing and to tell other people how our community can help others and how we are useful to others, mm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really is. It's, um, yeah, so good design has the ability to actually connect with people and is actually informed by the people that are actually going to be enjoying it. And it's sort of yeah. like that uh, collaboration yes. with your audience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's that awesome. was many words, and you just said it really well. <laughs> <laughs> that Perfect. must mean you're Perfect. a good explainer. Yes, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, and I reckon one of the challenges, because so I don't have any formal, you know, design um, education, but it is like say I I've grown up as feeling as a creative person and always enjoyed art and and things in different different ways. And I think one of the challenges, and even this for me, like now, you know, building um, more of an online presence and stuff, and so you're obviously going to be working on graphics and communication techniques and all that stuff. And one of the hardest things is with this when you really, you, you'll make something, you'll design something, and then you are in love with it, and then you might need feedback from it, on it from someone to say, oh, that bit isn't working or this isn't working, and then you really part of being able to let go and let the ego um, take the back seat and actually listen to feedback can be really hard as well. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, um, yeah um, that's, that's everyone, yeah. Hmm. So, all righty, well, do you want to sort of flip the script and ask me some of the questions that you have as we sort of um, to help you sort of be thinking through your future career journey? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to read them out because I um, haven't got them in mind. Um, yeah. Actually, I've um, I've asked around. I was at uni and um, I told everyone that I could meet that I had the opportunity to talk to you. 
and if they had you in front of them, what would they ask? Yeah. Um, so there were a few questions, and I tried to condense it into three. Awesome. I'm going to go through now. Cool. So um, this one is about transferable skills. And the question is, how can I identify and highlight transferable skills from other work experiences in creative disciplines? And how can I ensure they're valued in other industries? Hmm. Um, and so I find this really interesting because what I wanted to share on that was essentially what we've just been discussing. And it's really about understanding your audience and what their need is. So... Uh, if you're going into an interview and you're and you're trying to sort of convince someone of why they should value whatever skill it is that you have, that's harder than if you've identified what their value is and you're showing them how you align to that. And so I think when it comes to to this, it's sort of really doing a deep dive into understanding, say, if there's a a company that you've gotten an interview for. You want to really deeply understand um, that organization's values, the way that they do things, and then that allows you to then align with their values. My second point to the question of transferable skills is around understanding the root skill rather than the surface level of it. So. Um, if you sort of think about if someone's a graphic designer and so you've got graphic design skills. So you can sort of dig down into that a little bit deeper and identify actually what I have is creative problem solving skills. Um, and so you sort of, you can dig down deeper into a skill to understand what's really at the root of it. Um, one of the things that I often do is also separate strengths and skills. So strengths being more internal characteristics, skills being more things that you're good at doing. Um, and so sometimes it might actually be about identifying the strength. Um, and so the strength might be curiosity uh, or it might be creativity. And that sort of has led someone to develop skills in, say, graphic design. But then if they're looking to go into a job that's sort of in a different industry, then it's rather than focusing on the graphic design skills, you're sort of going back to that root skill and you're a person with great creativity um, or curiosity and you're, a, you're talking to them about how that applies to this new situation um, and new scenario. So I think that's probably another really good one for, um, yeah, transferable skills. And then it's just having that ability to communicate that um, and sort of actually make that clear. Um, yes, this is the work I've been doing, but here's what's at the root of it and here's how it applies um, in this completely different context. So, um, yeah, that one. So, yeah, that's probably uh, some of my thoughts around that one. Yeah, great. Yeah, um I, um, I feel like we also encourage um, at uni to do a bit of reflective work on um, how to find what our skills are. Mm. And I think the uh, main, um, um, uh, the main roadblock for us um, to go past is 
that we often work alone, and so we mm -hmm. don't realize which one are our skills and what our strengths are and what our weaknesses are because we we don't really have any point of comparison with um, someone else when we work mm. as freelancers alone. Mm. Um, so I think reflective work is highly important for yeah. our industry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it totally makes sense that mm. um, we need to go to the root of the skills and explore our strengths. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll move on to the second question, which yep. is um, about networking. So um, being at uni and being a mature age student, um, I hang around with a lot of um, younger students who, um, when they hear networking, they think corporate relations, business, and they don't really um, understand fully what it's about. So I was wondering if you have any general networking tips and approaches that can be applied across different industries mm. to maximize the results of mm. job search or, or success um, in our careers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's a good question and it is something that, yeah, you need to be thinking through and that most people are very intimidated by um, the idea of networking and, and putting yourself out there. It is... It's a really um, big thing to to be willing to put yourself out there, and so the first thing is probably understanding that everyone actually, mo well, most people feel really nervous about the idea of networking, um, even though you sort of often feel as though you're the only one feeling nervous, and everyone else is out there having a great time. Say if it's at a networking event or something, everyone else is super confident, and I'm the only person here that feels uncomfortable when you can pretty much completely reverse flip that. There's one person there that feels great and everyone else is nervous. <laughs> um, but the first thing that I would then say is uh, it, it might feel counterintuitive, but you don't want to be results focused when you're networking. You don't want to just be walking into a scenario trying to get a result when it's a networking event. What you want to be more focused on is relationship and connection. So you want to be connecting with people just to literally connect with them. Um, you want to be interested in the other people more so than thinking about yourself and, and just trying to get them to recognize you and, and give you a job. Like, Because very few people are going to walk into a networking event, have one conversation with someone, and then them offer them a job, you know, unless it was a, a very specific um, designed networking event that's looking to generate job outcomes. Um, generally, the focus is going to be on just building a relationship, establishing a connection um, and letting it develop naturally from there as you find people that you are sort of aligned with values wise and industry wise and all that sort of stuff. So. Um, that's probably the first thing um, and most important thing to focus on when networking, um, as well as just taking the pressure off yourself to feel like you've got to go and meet everyone. If you go to a networking event and you only meet, say, maybe one or two people that you had a really good chat with and maybe someone you even agree to, hey, do you want to go for a coffee sometime and chat more about something that you've maybe started a conversation on at an event, then I would consider that a really great um, outcome from a networking event. So, um, yeah, that's probably um, 
another thing that I would uh, take out of that is that you don't have to have gone there, spoken to every single person um, and walked away with every person there um, thinking you're amazing. Um, and also to that point of being transactional and you sort of spoke before about, um, you know, that, that feeling of when you're a student, you feel like you have nothing to offer to say if there's industry experts and, and stuff. Maybe what you're better off trying to do is ask good questions rather than feeling like you've got to go there and show them how good you are when they already know you're not that good because you're only, you've only just started to learn the skills and you haven't worked in the industry yet. You know, maybe you've been doing a bit of um, your own stuff as you've sort of gone through your course, but no huge um, amount of experience in the workforce. They don't think you're amazing and that's not why they would want to connect with you because they think you're this amazing graphic designer or whatever the discipline is that you have. In fact, it would probably work against you if you sort of went there trying to show them how good you are because then it would probably come across as arrogant. Um, and if you think you've already got it all worked out, then how is someone going to actually teach you all the stuff that you're going to need to learn along the way? But if you go into a um, networking event and maybe there's um, an employer there or someone in the industry that you really respect, and if you ask them good questions, and like with real curiosity and um, intent to learn from them, they're probably going to be more impressed by that than anything that you could sort of show off about, you know, a, a design that you've done or a piece of work that you've done. They, they will see the work you've done and, and they'll either be impressed by it or, or not. Like they'll discover that if, if a relationship um, is built and they sort of look into you further. Um, yeah, so going to an event with really good questions in mind, um, I think would put someone in really good stead to have um, good results from um, yeah, a networking event or things like that. Yeah, mm. I, um, I do think this is helpful. This, this kind of genuine approach of being mm. interested in what, what people are doing yeah. um, uh, is it's actually very helpful because, and also as a designer, you you need to understand what people need. You need to understand where they're at, um, so you can actually design solutions for them. Yeah. You can't just come up with um, a portfolio of solutions and just choose from there. Like it's not a tattoo shop. Mm. You can't just choose from there and say, yeah, this this applies to your business as well. And it it doesn't work like that. So I do agree that you have to going with an open mind and try to understand what, what people are doing, mm. what um, they're all about, and um, see if you connect. And rather than um, thinking of, yeah, I'm thinking in terms of um, transactions, like you mm. said, I think authenticity is, um, is very important. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right, I have one last question, um, and this is what... I think this is what freaks us out the most as creators is the competitiveness of the industry and how there's so many people that struggle with the job market. Um, and I think we're all going to be confronted to it and any, like all great designers have been, all great creatives have been um, confronted to it. 
So um, in, in all other industries, I'm guessing that there is this level of competitiveness at some point. Do you have any advice on how to overcome challenges and setbacks? And what general advice do you have for maintaining resilience and motivation throughout yeah. your career? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. There's, um, there's always going to be challenges along the career journey. There's challenges getting into the industry. There's challenges once you're in the industry. There's challenges in staying in the industry um, and all of that. So I think this is where, to sort of speak to it on a, on a higher level, it probably gets to um, the message that I've been trying to sort of get out there through, through my content is around self, others and actions. And all of this is sort of designed, it does then feed into that element of um, resilience um, and adaptability and all of that. So um, if you're thinking about, it's about thinking about your career and how you're going to approach it and how you're going to continue growing um, throughout that journey because um, it's just an absolute necessity to continue growing as a person. Um, and so when I speak about that element of self, so it's thinking about, are you cultivating a positive self-concept? Um, are you speaking well to yourself or are you speaking down to yourself? Um, an example that I have for that with me. So a negative self-concept that I have, a narrative that I have running in my head um, is that I'm a bad speller. So I, I can still remember the day when I was in year two at school and my primary school teacher was trying to teach me how to spell. And I was just not getting it. And she uh, eventually she got to the point where she goes, uh, maybe you're just not going to be a good speller. <laughs> and she basically gave up because she just couldn't get through. Uh, and I just wasn't picking up the skills. And I literally still have that narrative running in my head. E even today, I'm aware of it now and I know that it's one that I need to work on, that it is still strong and deeply ingrained. And I use that as a get out of jail free card for not actually engaging and challenging myself and pushing myself to get better at spelling. And I just sort of, I have that narrative in my head, I'm just not a good speller and I tap out and don't apply myself to it. And I, so that means I lack resilience in that space to keep improving. Whereas um, a positive self-concept I have is that um, I'm good at building strategic partnerships. So that's a skill that I feel really strong in um, and do well in and have been able to incorporate into my career um, and it has seen me have possibilities to progress in my career, get promotions because of relationships that I've been able to build with other organisations and other people that have advanced the cause of the programs I was working on as well as adding value to, um, to the other organisations that we partnered with. And I have this really positive self-concept in my mind and in the narrative of my thoughts um, that I'm good at that. And so guess what? I do good at that. <laughs> so um, yeah, having a positive self-concept is really important to advancing your career um, and just all around well-being. So 
and that sort of feeds into looking after your mental health um, and your physical health, um, super important to your overall life outcomes um, and career outcomes. So um, that's a really big one. And then also your growth mindset. So embracing a growth mindset. Um, so a growth mindset says that through intention and hard work and dedication that I can continue to grow and develop build new skills, new ways of doing things and getting better. Um, and that's sort of in contrast to a fixed mindset uh, that might say that no matter how hard you try, the skills that you have, the talents that you have are fixed. You had them at birth. That's what you got. That's what you have. And that's all you'll ever have. And I think there's probably a, a balance to be found between those. Um, all the hard work in the world that I put in doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to go from a bad speller to a world-renowned novelist. I, but I do believe that through hard work and dedication, I can get better at spelling, that I could become a functional speller and that I could um, write quite well. And I hope to because I, I like the idea of um, putting out more written content. hope to one, I have dreams of one day writing a book. So, you know, all of those sorts of things, like I would need to embrace my, a growth mindset to, to work towards those goals. Um, and then understanding your values. Um, understanding your values and understanding other people's values is really important um, to advancing your career, to engaging in your career. Uh, because if you don't know your values, then you could very, very easily fall into employment that's not in alignment with those. And you'll wonder why you're frustrated and why you're worn down by work and there's no joy in it. And when you have joy in your work, then that's going to help you be resilient through challenges that come. If you really don't like your job, a challenge is going to come up and you're like, oh, like you're out. You, you tap out at that point because it's like it's hard enough just dealing with a good day at work. So when a challenge comes up, um, you lack that resilience and even that deep desire to, to get through it. Um, so understanding your values and then aligning um, the employment that you do and the life that you live with those values is really important. And then that's where the others part comes in. And so that's all about building community around you um, that can be building you up, that are positive um, forces within your life. And I sort of think of that on sort of different levels. So I think of that like your inner circle. So who are your closest three to five people in your world? Because we like to think that we have a million friends. Um, but actually, as life goes on, you start to realize, actually, there's only, we only really even have capacity for a few really, really close, deep relationships. And so one of the things people need to think about is, do the people like really closest to me, like in my inner circle of friends and family, do they know what my career goals are and do they know what I'm working towards and what my hopes and aspirations are for my career and my life? And are they aware of that so that they can be supportive of that and sort of speak encouragement um, or sometimes they might challenge you and say, why are you going for that? That's totally out of line with what you actually want in life. Like, why do you want to work for that company when the values of that company are like in complete um, conflict with your personal values and stuff. So it's having those people closest to you that can build you up. 
Um, and then it's about having teachers in your life. And so by teachers, I mean mentors, leaders and coaches. So a mentor is someone that sort of can support you uh, through um, advice based on their career and their experiences. They, you know, someone you catch up for coffee and go, you know, what did you do in this scenario? And you have that a chat. A coach is someone that works with you more so towards specific goals and really focuses on skills development. And so sometimes it might be a coach that you need. Um, and then leaders. So if you're working in a company, you want leaders that, um, and obviously a leader's goal is to move you towards organisational goals. And so you're wanting a leader that aligns with your values and that's sort of looking to lead you in a way that um, you align with. And a good leader will often move between those disciplines of mentoring and coaching to help you sort of move towards um, the paths that you want to go. So having really good teachers in your life is really important. And one of the things that I um, missed saying before, and so the next thing is having a network. So people within your industry or relevant industries and things like that. The way that you can think about networking is networking up, networking across and networking down. So networking up, is there a leader in your industry that you really admire and could you reach out to them and see if they were up for going for a coffee or catching up or even an ongoing mentoring ship? Um, maybe it's once a quarter, they agreed to catch up with you and to sort of be mentoring you um, along your journey. Um, networking across, so who are your peers that you can be working alongside and learning and growing together? And that sort of feeds back into, you know, if you're a freelancer, well, is there a whole bunch of other freelancers that could be getting together to catch up and discuss your work and um, this is what I'm working on at the moment. What are you working on? And learning from one another. And so that way you're getting community, so you're not getting isolated, and you're also learning from each other as well. And then networking down is who are you mentoring? Because it's a bit hypocritical, isn't it, to go and ask someone to be a mentor if you're not willing to mentor someone yourself. And you probably will learn just as much from mentoring someone as you will from getting mentored by someone. Um, one, you'll learn new things from those people that might be thinking about things differently, um, but also they're probably going to ask you all kinds of questions, um, really hairy ones that you're like, uh, I don't know that either, but then that motivates you to go and learn about that or have a conversation with someone else about that and together you sort of start learning. So um, mentoring or networking up, mentoring across and mentoring down is a good way of thinking about Networking, if you're trying to sort of think, where do I start? Well, maybe you could think about those three areas and go, which one am I most in need of? Um, or maybe you're already doing two, but there's one that you haven't done yet. And so it can help round out that network for you um, and sort of build that network into your life and into your sort of ecosystem. Um, and then it's just having that broader community. Sorry, what was that? No, um, I um, I was just thinking that the, um, it it connects back to what you were saying about exploring your skills and strength really well. Um, yeah, it branches out from it really well because you need to know yourself first um, 
um, before you can network and before you before you even know what you're looking for. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I thought that was um, a good connection to what you mm. said. Well, how you answered the first question. Yeah. 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 Um, and then community is just about. Do you have people in your world that know you, love you, know what you're about and want you to do good in life? And so we all just need that, that wider, broader community of people that us know us um, and that we have good associations in our life with people around us. So, yeah, our inner circle, teachers, network and community is a good sort of way to be thinking about all the other people that we need in our life um, to help us progress in our career because... Um, I'm a big believer that no one's self-made. We are all supported by someone at some point. We're all given birth by someone, so we, we haven't done anything alone in life. Um, we we need people around us. I understand what people mean when they say they're self-made. Like, yeah, they didn't have a big trust fund of millions of dollars. Um, but, yeah, we all need people. Um, and then, obviously, there's our actions, and so that's us literally implementing career enhancing decisions so we can have all the plans we can have all the ideas but until we actually take action on those uh, they often don't mean too much um, but sometimes it's then just about getting strategic about breaking down the steps um, so that it doesn't all feel too overwhelming and just taking small steps each day each week each month each year to the sort of gradually move in the direction that we're hoping to go um, and taking the pressure off to think we have to make this huge leap all in one day. It's like when you've got a plan and a strategy, it sort of helps take the pressure off and this feel happy to reach out to that person or read that book or, you know, just take that, that next little step. Um, and the other thing that I sort of put within, the, within that is that the bridge between self and others is personal branding. So, and when I say personal branding, what I'm talking about is our ability to communicate to the world um, who we are and what we value and identifying to the world who we belong to and who we're best positioned to serve. So, yeah, it's all about establishing our values and communicating that to the world. And so if you're able to do that well, um, that is sort of the bridge between the self-development piece and really working on your inner world and then building up the people around you um, and having people around you and the way you often find those people and build those networks is through your personal branding because it, it all comes down to the way that you're communicating to the world who you are and who you want to associate with, you know, and then that, you know, can be done through so many ways. Even the way we dress is communicating to the world yeah. who we are and what we value. And you can um, very quickly notice someone that you think you, if, if you go to a networking event, I'm going to tell you, you're going to walk up to a person primarily based on what they're dressed when you're first walking up to a stranger because you haven't spoken to anyone yet. You don't know what they actually value. You're going to make an assumption automatically without ever thinking um, who's approachable and who is a safe person for you to talk to. And so you can do it, you do it through the way you dress, the way you speak, 
the way you show up online. Um, yeah, there's so many different ways that we are presenting to the world our values and what we're about. And that is um, a really important aspect to, to building a network of people that are going to help you in your career. Yeah, I totally agree. And actually, um, uh, branding your career and branding your, um, yourself is, I think, what attracted me in your, the first part I, I, um, I saw you posted on LinkedIn. That's the first thing I um I saw as a creative. It's funny, every time I say as a creator I feel like throwing glitter in the air. Um, but it's um it's the first thing I I saw and I I was thinking this is something I really need to know more about hmm. because um I'm going to market myself visually most of the time. And it's totally right to say that people will approach you on how you look. Sometimes it's Sometimes it's a sad thing to say, but sometimes yeah. it actually helps yeah. um, in telling people, yes, you can come and talk to me about this, and yes, yeah. I will be interested to talk about this. It's, it's a quicker way to send a, a signal, and it's totally right. And branding your career and your personality also helps, helps in packaging what your intentions are, yeah. what your past was, and and what where you are at, at the moment, and I think that's yeah that's definitely what um, um, drew drew me to um to read your posts when mm. you use those words actually yeah. it's very helpful yeah, yeah. awesome because yeah it is um, so a creativity is a deep value of mine um, and so I I feel best and I um, am most alive and my brain gets racing when I'm in a space of being able to be creative, um, when I feel overly restricted by guidelines and things like that, that can, um, you know, it sort of sucks at, sucks at the soul a little bit. Um, and so that's why for me it was, you know, very deliberately looking to use creativity through, um, you yeah, know, different posts that I've done and, and different ways that I present things, the way I dress and all of that stuff. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's a really powerful tool, and it's about not getting too caught up on the right or wrong of it, or whether it should be or not, because really what is happening is deep, deep ingrained instincts within humanity to be assessing danger um, before we've even had a chance to to cognitively think of it. Our brain is making assessments on you know within milliseconds of of seeing someone. So it's just about finding ways to use it for good. And ideally, like really, like you're using it for a tool to go, I want to make myself approachable to people and to the right people or the people that I really want to attract. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Mm. Um, and I'm still, and it's, um, it's something you learn as well, I guess. Um, and, um, as a student, I'm still looking for, I think, for my brand. I'm still building this brand, and I think it will. Um, I think what's important as well is that um, just like your identity, it, it can be fluid, and you don't have to be restricted to um, your brand guideline yeah. for yeah. your entire life, yeah. and that you change, and um, you, always, you will always have core values, mm. I think, yeah. and throughout the different industries that I've worked in, they stayed, but my identity and my 
brand, I guess, um, has um, evolved with what was needed, and I left some things and I gained some things. Mm. And so, yeah, I think also what's important to say is that it's not, um, it it doesn't solidify and it's always modular. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so what I would say to you is an element of, of your brand. So I think probably something that is emerging as, as part of your brand from, from the interactions that we have had is that I probably think of you as a deep thinker. And so I can tell that by the questions that you've asked me um, and the way that we've, we've spoken and, and stuff, um, that I would think that you're a deep thinker. And so that's sort of leading into your brand um, in terms of that is the way that I've experienced you. Um, and that's the whole thing about branding is that there's the part that you influence and there's the part that you have no influence over. And that's yeah. other people's perceptions, which we don't get to, yeah. to choose how someone experiences us or um, perceives us. And so, but yeah, but I would encourage you to, to keep pressing into that because I think it's a really great, really great quality that you have. Oh, thanks. And it's, it's great to um, have been able to talk to you because I don't really have this perspective on myself. Mm. And it's, um, it's great to, um, to have it. Um, from someone who's actually experienced in in not um, noticing this kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thanks so much for um, chatting. Yes. Um, if someone wanted to get in touch with you to to keep the conversation going, um, or if they want to hear more about um, the group that you've started at uni to be supporting creatives, how could people get in touch? Yeah, so um, buzz me on LinkedIn. I'm always hanging around there um, looking at what other people do. That's how I found Alex and his great podcast um, project. Um, I'm always around on LinkedIn. Um, and, yeah, and the club is as well. Awesome. Very good. Well, I'll put all of that into the show notes um, yeah, and encourage people to, to get in touch with you if they want to keep the conversation going. And thanks for being on today. Thank you, Alex. That was awesome. My pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me today. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And let's connect on LinkedIn so that we can keep the conversation going. Or head to my website and download my free resource, The Career Building Principles. Bye for now.